Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. This is a very special episode. We have a special guest here. It's Jonathan Wright from uh, Mechs versus, Mecha versus Kaiju? Mechs versus Kaiju? I can never remember. Mecha versus Kaiju. <laughs> but uh, you're here to talk about your new, new uh, Kickstarter coming out soon. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so, uh, really quick, uh, Mecha vs. Kaiju is a, um, an anime-inspired 5th edition role-playing game that um, puts you in the pilot seat of a giant robot. Yeah, we, we checked uh, out the quick start rules. They're available uh, on, on your site, I believe. You got them from? Or... It's on the site and on DriveThruRPG, um, where we've been selling um, uh, the previous edition of Mecha vs. Kaiju since 2014. And um, we actually started in 2008 with um, an, a previous edition. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, True 20 uh, role-playing game. It was one of the earlier third edition variants. And so, like, first edition of Mecha vs. Kaiju was 2008. I sold, like, maybe two copies. <laughs> and i figured that was it right like okay i shot my shot and whatever i'll go back to teaching and 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 do whatever and then of course like you know early 2010s you get like uh pacific rim is in development um legendary has uh, bought the rights to godzilla and all of a sudden it's just like okay that you know mm-hmm. stuff is happening now um and that was where um i uh, i did a kickstarter for version four fate core um, which, uh, as you can tell, like, is a smaller system, um, a lot more streamlined, focus on storytelling, not a whole lot of crunch. Um, so uh, I've always wanted to find something that would marry sort of storytelling with um, the, the, the crunchier side of uh, role-playing games. And um, uh, me and a friend, Jeremy Forbing, um, we decided to have a crack at 5th edition and see if we could take some of these narrative tools that we've been playing around with with other systems and bring it into fifth edition so um you know you can imagine this like uh like a D game but instead of um static bonuses you have dice so like you know okay. if you're if you're so if you're like really strong then you might have like a d8 strength um you know, if you are just like, you know, all thumbs with something, you might have a D4 dexterity. <laughs> and so it, it's that idea. When you're doing an action, you're just picking dice from different um, trait sets and uh, rolling them together with a D20. Um, we call the D20 the fortune die because, you know, sometimes it's in your favor and sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. um, and then just like uh, uh, any other like sort of D&D game, you just roll the D20, you add it to whatever is like the next highest die. Um, and then if fortune is really not in your favor, then maybe you're just relying on like, you know, your, like your stat and your skill roll and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty neat system that you got there. And like you said, you've had a Patreon for quite a while showing off this game too, right? Well, it's not just showing off. We've been developing it. Um, it's uh, it's we've had a, a Patreon for over a year, and um, this, the game has gone through some radical changes over time, just through through play testing and and figuring out what works best. And you know that's that's one thing that like I think 
people like to hear that like, oh, wait, you've actually been running this and changing it and, and making it better over time. Um, and so uh, we've had, um, over the course of our Patreon, we've had over 60 playtesters um, who like, you know, and some of them uh, got an ongoing campaign that's been running for over a year. I've got a bunch of other um, uh, games with like friends and things like that that I've been running with this system. Uh, so it's, it's probably the most playtested thing I've ever written. And um, it's, it's really working. I basically, I created like the, the, you know, D20 system that I always wanted to play. And I think that's one of the real joys. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of making these independent games. You, you make it what you want, and then other people will come because they want it also. Nice. So you said uh, anime-inspired. Uh, just uh, to see what the theme of our show, what animes inspired this RPG for you? Well, this, um, I mean, you can just look at the cover and see, like, you know, Gundam is one of the, the, the number one inspirations. It was my first introduction to, like, mill sci-fi genre. Mm -hmm. And um, seeing, like, the, the, the real damage that war does and mm -hmm. the, the, the stress that people feel, um, the motivation of these soldiers, you know, being more important than, like, what they can do. Like, you know, even... Um, you know, when you look at Macross, one of my other favorites, like even the, you know, like, you know, this ace pilot, you know, um, is motivated by love, right? I mean, so yeah. like it's, it's more about who the characters are than what they can do. And so when we were creating this system, um, uh, me and Jeremy like spent hours putting together the trait sets, which is just like, you know, if you're not going to talk about how strong or how fast somebody is, what is really important? And that was what it came down to for Mecha versus Kaiju. It was what kind of gameplay did I want to have? And the the real touchstone was emulating anime and manga. So when you have um, uh, you know, when you have something like you know Naruto, who is um, uh, you know, motivated by this this sense of like fun and challenging himself and 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 overcoming obstacles, um, and like because of that, he is like a, like a world class ninja, right? <laughs> so um, you know, you look at that like, how do you determine somebody's personal motivation, right? So you start with um, well, like with Fate Core, um, there would be uh, something called aspects. And this was like the best part of the game. You would have descriptors for characters or areas or gadgets or anything like that. And you just have a phrase that would describe it. And so that was something that we wanted to keep. So aspects are one of the most important things of your character, your personality, your, um, your drama, which is two motivating uh, and conflicting uh, needs or wants or something like that. Um, and that's all com combined with your identity. So who you are on the outside, who you are on the inside, and what are the things that are driving you. Um, uh, and every one of those, every action that you take is going to be determined by one of those things. Next is your style, how you do things. So are you doing it, um, uh, you know, are you doing it quietly or loudly or, um, or fast? Uh, and so we have descriptors for each of those. Um, you know, so, so if you take an action, 
let's say you're trying to get into a building and you are bold, well, okay, that's going to be a very different, um, uh, very different outcome than if you are subtle. <laughs> and so, you know, um, uh, what do you say, like, you know, Roy Foker in, um, uh, in Robotech would just like, you know, walk right up to the door, demand to go in, maybe punch the guy or something <laughs> like that, where someone like Naruto would go in the back door, or climb in through a window. They're both getting in, but they're doing it in a very different way. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and then uh, the last thing is your values. What is important to you? And these come in these um, uh, opposing pairs. So, um, uh, you know, so you've got like self-reliance, or um, uh, you, uh, you know, get, getting along with other people. You've got spirituality or ferocity. Um, yeah, so the, they come in these opposing pairs that are um, giving you the chance to decide as a character like what is more important to you. Um, and then sometimes you know, you're kind of forced to do something in a way that isn't ideal, but you know, that's what's appropriate for the scene. And we've seen it in, you know, a thousand times in different anime. Like somebody is forced to do something that is really not in their uh, wheelhouse. And, you know, that's where some of the fun comes from. Yeah, that's where the comedy ensues. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting that, you, like, your role-playing actually affects the, the, the actual rules of the game, which is usually it's kind of around the rules, the role-playing part. But you have it built right in, which is interesting. And yeah, that, that's why, like, you know, like I said, one of our watchwords was um, we wanted to emulate the drama and, um, and the action of manga and anime. And so um, in order to do that, you have to set things up to where, you know, uh, what the players are doing is going to affect sort of the way the rules work. And it, I, I, you know, I think we've done a good job with that. I'm, I'm really I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh also, for the game, is there a, a specific setting, or is it more agnostic? Or uh, there is a there is a game setting uh, built into the uh, into the game, and it is um, inspired by everything I love. I mean, it, you you don't have to dig very far to figure out where all the inspiration came from. Um, uh, uh, and the basic setting is 1945 um kaiju appear and there are reasons and there are secret reasons um but at the end of world war ii um this uh, group of um uh corrupt leaders is trying to summon a demon to fight for japan and when it's summoned uh it's summoned in hiroshima the moment when the atomic bomb is dropped yep. so that mutates the <laughs> demon and so right there You've got um, uh, sort of like uh, uh, this mystic quality married with the science, and so that that part just there gives you a lot of different directions that you can go in. Yeah, yeah. Um, 1954, um, the king of the kaiju, Kaibutsu, shows up um, and attacks Tokyo. He's actually been genetically engineered by North Koreans. So you've got political elements going in there. Um, I'm an English teacher, but I also have a credential in history, so uh, I love um, alt-history mm -hmm. sorts of stories. And so what I did was I took the assumption that every single giant monster movie really happened. <laughs> what does the world look like when you've got Godzilla running around, you've got Reptilicus in Europe, and you've got <laughs> giant insects in, uh, uh, in America? Um, you know, for one thing, you've got a mess. <laughs> but you also have um, things like um, 
America is not a superpower. It's too busy um, fighting giant insects. You've got no, um, you've got a complete breakdown of uh, like sort of the um, colonial uh, uh, system. So everybody pulls out of Africa almost immediately so they can defend Europe. Um, so, like, what happens to Africa? It's left to its own devices, and it breaks up based on language groups. So, the map for Africa is based on the different uh, ling you know, linguistic groups, and the nations are formed based on that. Um, you know, what happens to the Soviet Union when they realize that um, North Korea created the giant monsters? Um, during uh, the Korean War, we find out that um, uh, Mao Zedong created a mutant army by um, uh, using atomic radiation on his own people. And then you have just like the, um, uh, the general crackdowns that um, the Soviet Union did in the 1950s. So everybody's done with communism. They're like, these guys, you know, these guys are horrible. We're not going to have anything to do with them. So they have no political cachet. So they're just like three big communist nations that never expand. So you've got no superpowers. You've got no colonies. You've got everybody just like looking out for these giant monsters. So the world that spins out of that is very different from the one that we have. And that's not even counting giant robots in the, you know, in the mix. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it'd be perfect for fiction. Do you have any, uh, any plans to do books or anything for it or short stories? I I'm pretty much keeping my writing just to the to the game. There's plenty of that <laughs> to, um, you know, to, to keep me occupied. Um, and it's sort of like, you know, I've been a creative writer um, uh, since I was in junior high. Um, you know, I had a junior high teacher that I would um, tell these stories to, and they said, you should write that down. And that was it. I was off to the races at that point. Um, so um, uh, ever since then, I've been uh, writing, and this really just sort of like scratches that itch. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm much more interested in creating sort of a framework that other people can tell their own stories in yeah for sure that's that's the beauty of role-playing games especially um so, so well the, the, i was gonna say the, uh, the the giant robot genres i um i met i mapped all of the the history of this world to the anime so like uh, the, you know the first robot was a remote controlled robot invented by a teenager you know mm -hmm. controlled by his watch and <laughs> Then there was um, uh, there you go Tetsujin thirteen and and those and that that whole genre there nineteen seventies super robots it's all about like you know like a team of five pilots in a giant robot fighting one on one against kaiju um, the nineteen eighties it's all about smaller mass produced mecha that are um, operating as a team and so you've got squad based combat um, and you know if one of the Mecca gets taken out, it's not a, as big a deal because you've got like, you know, three or four others there that can, um, you know, that can continue to fight the, uh, the kaiju. Um, so again, that's sort of like Gundam uh, Macross style, um, uh, style campaign. And that's the basic uh, framework of the game is uh, uh, squad-based combat where each player is an ace pilot. So okay. they get to customize their mecha and, um, you know, and fight in their own unique style. Um, and then as individual pilots, they also go off and they investigate mysteries. So, you know, the, the conceit of the game, you know, 
Re- reality, they would probably just be pilots and they'd be spending their time, like, you know, in a pilot ready room and yeah. maybe do, writing reports and doing That's not training. how anime works, yeah. <laughs> that is not how anime works, exactly. They're out there, they're doing the thing. So that's, um, so that, so that's what, uh, what this game is like. Uh, and the conceit is that in order to fight the kaiju, they need to have a very well-rounded concept of, um, of what's going on in the world. Um, and the... The other conceit is that some of the monsters wear human faces. So there are mysteries and conspiracies that are operating in the background. Um, and the, uh, the, the starter adventure that I put out sort of teases out some of these ideas. Um, but there is, um, like I say, you talk about my writing. There are, there's close to 10 years of backstory um, that's been going on. Uh, so... Uh, a lot of um, a lot of directions that people can go into just in the sort of vanilla uh, world that I present for them. And then there's other source books that have like there's a steampunk source book. There's a um, uh, like, there, there's like like a science like like a like a high science fiction space source book. There's a Sentai team Power Rangers style campaigns, and each of these has a different sort of um, flavor to um, to the um, uh, to the game world, um, so people can basically run whatever kind of game they want, even if they don't run it in um, you know if they don't run it in my world, I'm not going to hold it against yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's, you could use it in any setting, but and all those uh, supplements can be plugged right into the main game. It's not like separate. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I've been um, uh, going on ten years now, uh, writing um, uh, close to twenty different supplements. Uh, some of them just. Um, uh, books of monsters um uh written in the style of that they would appear in the world there's a, like um, a group called them. kaiju <laughs> well yeah they, so there, there there are kaiju taku which are you know kaiju otaku and um <laughs> they created an organization called the uh, kaiju hanta which is hunter and they put out a book called the big book of kaiju <laughs> and it's uh, the, you know the the conceit of that is it's been a, it was a zine in the 1950s and these people were so obsessed with kaiju that they would name and give um, titles to the kaiju. So eventually, all like like government people started using yeah, the names that these people were coming yeah. up with. <laughs> so you know it's like you know it's like it's you know kaibutsu is not like kaiju one. He's kaibutsu, king of the kaiju, and yeah. and so that they just like. Their work was so good that everybody else decided to go with it. And, um, and so, again, that's uh, me finding sort of logical ways to explain why these giant monsters have names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for the uh, new version, it's the, all these old supplements are going to be compatible, or are you going to do new versions of them? Or? It's a, it's a, um, it's a new, they're new mechanics. So, um, so the, for the Kickstarter, each of these... Supplements is going to be a potential um, stretch goal. So ideally, for the core book, we'll have um, uh, rules, setting, um, you know, maybe like a half dozen uh, kaiju to show kind of what different things that you can do, ways that you can create your own. Um, and then, you know, if things go well with the Kickstarter, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the biggest stretch goals would be uh, a separate copy of the Big Book of Kaiju. Um, I've got uh, three dozen 
kaiju that I've already created from the various supplements, um, you know, air, sea, land, um, one supplement called just weird because some of the kaiju are weird, <laughs> and um, and then um, have them listed at different power levels. So the uh, one of the stretch goals for the Kickstarter is a complete big book of kaiju. Nice. Um, and then there's a bunch of different... Um, uh, settings that we can go through. Like I said, Sentai, high science fiction, you know, outer space adventures, um, steampunk adventures. So that could, that, uh, that could be another um, uh, stretch goal of like just different settings. Um, and each of those has sort of like a, like an introduction timeline. And then it's just a toolbox of different types of tools that you can use to run these different ki- types of games. Um, Regardless of how the Kickstarter goes, even if it just fund the uh, the main book, I'm going to be doing these supplements yeah. because I love this stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a question of, like, you know, how Time much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, how, how soon it'll be able to come out. You know, will it be a physical book or maybe just it'll be like, um, like, like this is the only um, uh, cop, you know, this is the only physical book for the Fates game, and everything else was online supplements. Yeah. So, you know, I could go that route as well. And, you know, all of those, um, you know, had a lot of people buy those and were, uh, were very um, happy and excited with them as well. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's really changing that PDFs are the new way to go. It's, I'm amazed how many games just don't bother with books anymore. Like, they just, they're like, you might, like you say, have the core rule book as a hard co- copy, but the rest, you just add what you want from the list of all the different PDFs, and yeah, it's it's the world is changing for sure in that way. So we must well talk about and it. Yep, sir. Well, I was gonna say it, it democratized everything. Like everybody's yeah. got a chance. Yeah, to you put don't have to worry about out. printing it. Yeah, it's right. I mean, uh, you drive through RPG, you look at that. There's yeah. like a, 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 thousands of things that are like two bucks. Yeah. Somebody just you know they put it together, they had an idea, they put it out there. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful that way. Uh, it's in Kickstarter too. It, it allows you a lot of people to. Uh, used to be, you'd have to be one of these major publishers to get any of this stuff out, but now with Kickstarter, anybody can put uh, games out. And your Kickstarter, you're going to be starting it in August first, is it? Mm-hmm. August first, we're launching, and um, uh, our goal is um, uh, six thousand dollars to produce the uh, the first book, and you know. The better we do, the you know the 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 bigger the stretch goals will be. Like I say, I've got like, you know, I got ten years worth of stuff that I yeah. can draw on. So yeah, that's uh, beauty. Of it. So you don't have to wait for you to write all this stuff. It's all there. You just got to convert it. That's it's not the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's the. Unlike a lot of things where there's a lot of promises that uh, are, you know, unicorns. This is uh, truly right there. Like you have yes. it. All. Yeah. Yeah, and and that was the beauty of the Patreon too. Is that like you know it's already written. Like, you know, I, the, the, the mechanics are all there. Um, you know, how much more I add just depends on, you know, how, uh, you know, how, how well the, uh, the Kickstarter goes. Yeah, that's, the, that's really fun. And uh, we will have links to everything in the show notes. So we'll have links to the Kickstarter page and uh, yes. your, your webpage and the, uh, and the, uh, the um, drive-thru RPG link for the, uh, the beta for it, too, which we checked out. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to uh, say before we head on out? Um, just uh, thanks for having me on. And, um, uh, I, you know, giant robots are one of my passions. <laughs> and so, um, uh, you know, just, just just glad to be here. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks we, for coming on. We, we love uh, promoting this these kind of content because the more games out there, I think the more variety, everybody gets what they want. So, and 
we love uh, supporting the little guys too. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got to keep up the great work. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And uh, right, thanks, John. We'll be back in a few days for the uh, main episode. We'll be talking about more indie games, actually. So tune in then. Until then, uh, this has been Mobile Armor Radio, and signing off. And we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Mouse. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 